our support staff, uh, the, the members of the public on the platform media. Uh, good morning. Um, let me take this opportunity to also uh, greet the Deputy Minister of South African Police Services, uh, Honorable Matali. Good morning. Good morning, DM. Morning, morning, Chairperson. Uh, morning to the committee members. Thank you. You, you, you are welcome uh, with the whole leadership of the South African Police Services uh, to the meeting of the Standing Committee on Appropriation as we are, as we are dealing with the 2020 uh, Appropriation Bill. I'll say more about that uh, a little bit later. But I think for now, let me just say you are all welcome and you are, you are ready to start. Uh, let me start uh, with uh, uh, Darren. Darren? Do we have any apologies? Yes, Chairperson, we received apologies uh, from Ms. Peters and Mr. Shaky Mam. In addition to that, the Minister of Police also apologized. He is attending a presidential in Bizo in Pumalanga. That's it, Chairperson. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank, 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 thank you, Darren. Let's note to those apologies. Uh, uh, Honourable members, as I said, that we were having steps uh, today uh, to interact with, our, uh, with, with the committee about the 2022 appropriation bill. DM, um, uh, perhaps let me just to make sure that you are all singing from the same hymn book. Um, it's, it's the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, this committee uh, during this uh, sixth administration they appear, uh, they have got the interaction with SAPS. So I, just to make sure that we, we understand why we are all here. I know that in most cases you deal with the portfolio committee uh, on police. Um, I'm sure you may be wondering, um, some of your uh, <coughs> members, DMS to now, where do we get in with this appropriation bill? But let, let me just start there. Um, the, the Minister of Finance, when he presents the budget in February, uh, there are a few bills that he also pre presents on that day. Amongst them is the Fiscal Framework Bill, as the Division of Revenue Bill, and then is the Appropriation Bill. And so the budget, it's, it's a proposal by the executive to parliament um, because uh, uh, it only becomes uh, money that you can use and so on once it has been passed by the through houses of, of, of parliament and signed by the president. So when those bills are presented before uh, parliament, they are taken to different committees, in particular at the National Assembly, it's uh, the Standing Committee on Finance, which deals with what we call fiscal frame, framework, which basically is about, this is the money that we are, we are, we are going to spend this year uh, as, as, as the whole government. Uh, this is how much that we are going to raise uh, from SARS, and that's how much that we are going to borrow. Then basically it gives the fiscal framework. That is the outline within which other bills must operate. And that's being dealt by uh, the Standing Committee on Finance, which is chaired by Honorable Maswangan. Uh, 
From there, then uh, this committee standing committee on appropriations take over. And uh, we deal with firstly the division of revenue bill, which is a bill which uh, divides the national race revenue amongst the three spheres of government. And once we are done with that, we, we recommend to parliament, to national assembly, that uh, it should be adopted with or without any amendments. Once that's done, then we start with appropriation bill. The appropriation bill is, is uh, then the bill which divides uh, those funds which have been allocated to the national sphere of, 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 of government. So that's the bill that we are dealing with. So um, <clears throat> we then, in that process, do a number of things, but uh, deal with certain departments, um, <clears throat> the 41 votes, um, we deal with them, but uh, we, as you can see that we have got time constraints, so we don't call all of them. So perhaps that explains why you haven't had an interaction with the, your department DM, uh, not that uh, we, it's because of you playing a lesser uh, role in the society. Uh, <clears throat> there are many other departments that we haven't seen, but the committee then decided that uh, let's interact with, with, with SEPs, hence the data that we sent to the good selves and exactly saying uh, uh, the things that we'd like you to interact, uh, I mean, to brief us on about uh, that part of the appropriations which would be uh, going to SEPs. So that's, that's that I thought, let me give you that background since this is our first uh, uh, interaction. You don't just now why, why are we being called by SCOA today? No, it's in, it's in our process. Uh, we, we go through that uh, 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 process. <clears throat> then, uh, but another thing is that we don't just end with the allocation of money. We also follow the money. We, we wanted that the money is being used for what it's intended for, but more than anything else, that the national objectives of government are being met uh, by the resources that we, uh, we appropriate as parliament. So again, uh, that becomes uh, our, our interest. Uh, hence, we'll find us uh, going to different places uh, to also play an oversight function and also have these types of, of, of meetings. Uh, DM, uh, with that uh, uh, in, in, in introduction, I'll just say uh, perhaps the house rules, uh, when one is talking, we request that uh, the video must be on, but the rest of us then will have uh, our, our videos and our mics being muted and so that you allow the presenter to be the one who's on the platform. With those uh, a few words, I'll request, uh, I'll, I'll take the meeting to the deputy minister. Deputy minister, you have got about 45 to an hour, maximum an hour. Uh, <clears throat> you don't need to take all that. Uh, for, for, the, for, the, for the presentation. And after that, uh, the oral members will, will interact with the presentation, they'll make comments, they'll also ask questions. And after that, again, once they've done that, well, once you have finished with your presentation, uh, the meeting comes back to me. And then uh, I allow the oral members to interact with the presentation. They'll ask questions. And only after the, all of them have asked the questions, and then go, uh, come back to you, uh, uh, Honorable Deputy Minister, uh, to respond to the issues that would have been raised by the Honorable Members.
I think that's how we're going to uh, 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 to move today. And the Deputy Minister, uh, the meeting is yours. You decide when and I only uh, will request the meeting back to us once sales finished with their presentation. Thank you very much, uh, Deputy Minister. Uh, thank you uh, very much, Chairperson and members of the committee. And thanks for outlining why we are here. I must confirm, Chair, that uh, we didn't question why we are being invited to come and account to Parliament through this committee, because we are accounting to the people of South Africa. So we fully understand and appreciate the role that you play. And I must say, Chair, that uh, it, it might not be the first that we are visiting you. We, we think we, we have been here, me in particular, with uh, some of our uh, colleagues from the South African Police Service. So we, we appreciate uh, the role that you, you are playing. And we came here with a delegation that excludes the minister who is having other commitments. And I think you might have received his, uh, his apology. So today I'm leading the delegation together with the National Commissioner, uh, Lieutenant General, uh, I'm sorry, General uh, Masemola. I want to demote him now and uh, it's not appropriate because uh, he, he has now been elevated to be a general without prefixes. Uh, who is the head of the police, and I think he's appearing before you for the first time since his appointment as a national uh, commissioner. Uh, together with him is General Libya, who is head of the Hawks, and uh, the, the, the deputy national commissioner, uh, Detective Nchinga, and uh, acting Deputy National uh, Commissioner Support Services, Lieutenant General Khan and uh, our CFO, General Dimpani, and divisional heads of uh, uh, the different divisions within the South African Police Service and component heads that are here. This is the team that we are with. And through your chair, I will request that uh, we allow General Masemola and the team to lead in the presentation uh, today. He will then request uh, those who will do the, the presentation that he is with. He did indicate that General Dimpani, our CFO, she has flu and as a result, her voice is not that good. Then we'll uh, allow the relevant person to do the presentation, but General Masemula will make those indications. As you have said, Chair, that you have handed over the meeting to ourselves. So we'll do the presentation as soon as we conclude. We'll then uh, uh, take back the processes back to you. I will then request General Masemula uh, to lead with the presentation. Over to you, General Masemula. Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable uh, Chairperson of the Committee and uh, Honorable Members of the Committee, the Deputy Minister and uh, my colleagues. Uh, the presentation today will be taken forward as the Deputy Minister mentioned 
that uh, General Imbaru will come in now and then, but she's not as healthy. So Major General Ravi will uh, take us through the presentation, uh, Honorable Chairperson. General Ravi, you can proceed. Thank you very much. Um, good morning, Honorable Chairperson, our Honorable Deputy Minister and Honorable Members of the Committee, uh, my National Commissioner and the Head of DPCI. Honorable Chair, the, I will be doing the presentation on behalf of the CFO as it is indicated by the National Commissioner. And uh, the we will deal with the presentation in two parts, just briefly touching on the purpose of the presentation and then taking the committee through the 2022 MTF allocations and the matters that has been raised by the committee. In slide three, Honorable Chair, without wasting time, uh, we have basically captured the, the, the issues that the committee wants the South African Police Service to, do, to respond to, including the service delivery implications, the, how we are planning to spend the proposed allocation in terms of uh, in, to rejuvenate and improve policing capacity, et cetera. So, but what I will do, Honorable Chair, as I continue, I will introduce each one of these topics individually. Uh, we have also, in addition to the uh, original request, Honorable Chair, we had, there were additional requests in terms of the um, underspending that we need to explain the contribution of SAPs to the South African Economic Reconstruction Recovery Plan, the legal impediments to are two steps uh, achieving to uh, impacting on our ability to achieve economic transformation, et cetera. So, but as I continue, I'll touch on each one of them. Okay, on slide six, the medium-term expenditure framework, the allocation. Um, if we are going to focus on the current financial year, on each one of the slides, Jay will note that we will be covering the MTF period, 22, 23 to 24, 25. But for the purpose of the presentation, I will focus on the 22-23 financial year. The initial indicative allocation for the department was set at 96.857 billion. If we take into, into uh, account the baseline increases that primarily focuses on the compensation of employees in the 22-23 financial year, that amounts to 3.8 billion. That is, uh, that includes a 2.8 billion allocation uh, in terms of the PSCBC agreement, one of 2021, the carry through associated with that. And then also a 969 million that uh, relates to the additional investments, et cetera. And that brings the total budget uh, to 100, 100 billion, 695 million uh, in the 22, 23 financial year. The next portion, Honorable Chair, if we then move to the spending trends over the MTF, the previous MTF periods, as well as the upcoming ones. Now, what we have done as a department for the purpose of doing a more accurate assessment of the annual growth, we have excluded certain once-off allocations, uh, as it is explained at the bottom of the slide. For instance, the COVID-19 special funding in 2021 the 2021-22 20, uh, uh, ones of PSCBC allocation, et cetera. So those have been excluded in this comparison. Now, in the previous MTF periods, if we look at the period 1819 to 2021-22, the annual average growth was calculated at 22.2% as far as the budget is concerned. In the upcoming MTF period, uh, where it increases from 97 
1.827 billion to 104.373 billion. That represents an average uh, annual growth of 2.7%. The total period taken into consideration, it amounts to an annual growth of 2.5%. If we look at the respective programs of SAPS, and again, Chair, I will just focus on the current financial year. In SAPS, we have five financial programs, administration, visible policing, detective service, crime intelligence, protection and security services, and how the 100,695 billion was allocated and distributed between these financial programs. Uh, administration, 20,361 billion, that is 20,2% of the budget. Visible policing, 51,716 billion, that is 51,5% of the allocated budget. Detective service, 20,760 billion, that represents 20,5%. Crime intelligence, 4%. 4,362 billion, that represents 4,3% of the budget. And Protection and Security Services Program 5, 3,496 billion, that represents 3,5% of the total budget. The average growth uh, without going on uh, chair into the specific programs is 1.3% uh, over the period 21, 22 to 24, 25, average for all the respective financial programs. If we look at the distribution in terms of the economic classification, again, focusing on 22-23, the 94.9% of the budget relates to the current payments. That includes 78.3% the compensation of employees. That amounts to 79.137 billion. 16.7% relates to goods and services. That is 16.736 billion. And then 1.4% or 1.259 billion transfers and subsidies. 3.6% uh, of the budget in the current financial year, 3.5 or 3.562 billion relates to capital uh, payment of capital assets. That is this in terms of two subcategories, building and other fixed structures, 961 million and machinery and equipment, a total of 2.594 billion. Honorable um, Chair, if we then look at the, go into the detail of the uh, appropriation bill and the specific matters that were question, uh, raised by the, by the committee, we will focus on the service delivery implications, the proposed the distribution of the um, additional 8.7 billion over the MTF period, our action plan on the 30 police stations, in terms of gender-based violence, our budgetary constraints and how um, SAP is strengthening its capacity in light of the various legislate, uh, legislative changes and how we are then intending to give effect to the national strategic plan that relates to gender-based violence and femicide. Now, Honorable Chair, in terms of the service delivery implication, as a starting point, the department has been facing substantial budget reductions that was introduced specifically as far as the compensation of employees is concerned over the MTF period, and to a certain extent also impacting on goods and services. Now, this reduced compensation of the employee baseline that was introduced in 21-22 uh, required a reduction of plus minus 6,000 in the staff establishment up to the period 31 March 2022. Now, our departmental spending over the medium term will be in relation to the core programs of visible policing, and visible policing constitutes 51% of the budget and detective service with a more than 20% weight as far as the total vote is concerned. 
During the consideration or the allocation of the budget, the provinces with the highest incidence of reported crime were prioritized uh, for the purpose of the allocation. And as a result of the previous baseline decreases in the vote, the department was necessitated to do reprioritization in terms of specific, uh, specifically targeting our national competencies to allow for increasing the provincial budget allocation to the respective provinces. The compensation of employees will remain our largest driver of spending, as it currently constitutes 78% of the budget, and this provides for the remuneration costs, as well as personnel numbers over the specific period. Our operational expenditure, but that includes your goods and services, transfer payments, and payments of capital assets, comprise less than 22% of the, of the budget. So if we look at the average growth on which that I presented in terms of the MTF period, the average growth does not reflect real growth if uh, inflation is discounted. Now, the average growth uh, that we have presented in the previous slide is affected by an additional once of allocation in 21-22 and 22-23 that resulted in a reduced growth for the 23-24 year of the MTF. And there was also substantial budget reductions in the pre previous MTF, especially on the compensation of employees. However, additional funding allocated over the MTF will eliminate the estimated reduced numbers and will allow for recovery to some extent, which we will illustrate in one of the coming slides. So if we take into consideration the baseline reductions that, uh, as we indicated, impacted impacting primarily on the SAP's compensation budget, uh, taking into account the votes, the, the posts that we had in the previous financial years. In 21-22, our establishment was standing at 182,126. That was reduced in the 21-22 to 176,170. And then over the MTF period, 178,708. Now, prior to the additional allocations that we received, that figure was lower. Um, now, the current fixed establishment on the chair that uh, we are able to afford in terms of the allocation is not commensurate with the policing demand, particularly in the operational environment, taking into account your, your policing demands that are relating specifically to your population growth and developments in the country. The South African Police Service is a labor-intensive organization, and policing is affected if we take the reduced staffing levels into consideration. It impacts on our core mandates in terms of the prevention and contact, combating of crime, the general and specialized investigation of crime, the gathering of intelligence, and providing forensic and criminal support to the investigation of crime. The SAPs now, including the DPCI's uh, ability to give full effect to its mandate is also affected by the reduced allocation, as I have already indicated. We have uh, several performance indicators that we measure over this period that will be affected or could be affected by the reduced operational deployment, taking into consideration our reported levels of contact crime, which includes the um, crimes against women and children, as well as our detection rates or our ability to solve these crimes, with again a reference to contact crimes and crimes against women and children. At this point in time, Honorable Chair, the SAPS is also not able to significantly extend our geographical footprint, and that is to improve access to services 
through the establishment of, of new police stations in those identified areas. The additional funding that has been allocated for the additional enlistments in 22-23 and, and 23-24 and the associated um, carry-through in the 24-25 financial year will, however, assist the department to deal with our staffing challenges. If we look at the MTF allocation of 8.7 billion, the second uh, issue that was raised by the committee to be addressed, the 2.876 billion was carried through of the Public Service Co Coordinating Bargaining Council Agreement 1 of 21, and 5.83 billion over the MTF to rejuvenate and improve policing capacity through the appointment of police trainees and observation of those who have concluded their training in, as constables. This includes uh, honorable chair the recruitment of 12,000 new police trainees, which comprises of 7,000 for the 22-23 financial year trainees, and then 5,000 trainees for the 23-24 financial year, and then the carry-through cost that is associated with this enlistments. Now, taking into consideration the natural attrition or the losses of the department over the two years, and it's uh, as approximately 5,000 losses per year, 10,000 on the chair of the 12,000 will actually be a replacement for personnel losses through that national attrition, and 2,000 of the 12,000 will then allow for stabilizing our uh, fixed establishment or our operational capability. We focus at this point in time on entry-level appointments to ensure the optimal numbers on staff establishment, and also at the same time look at the, uh, the training programs to ensure that we have sufficient numbers of trained police officials coming into the organization. The action plan, Honorable Chair, the committee asked us to deal, to deal with the 30 police stations that has been listed for the GBB as GBB hotspots in the country. Slide 17 and 18 just provides the committee with the names of the police stations that has been identified. Uh, Chair, we just want to note that this list over time, uh, the organization needs to be aware of emerging threats and it may be impacted or that it may, the, the list itself <clears throat> might be affected by new emerging threats that relates to gender-based violence. There's a total of 10 police stations in Gauteng province. Honorable Chair, I'm not uh, going to read through all the names. In the Northwest, uh, we have one police station, Ikaheng, uh, one police station in the Fleet State, namely Bloomspreit, three police stations in the Eastern Cape, including Butterworth, Ntata, and Kwazakele. Then we have seven police stations in KwaZulu-Natal, that includes Umlazi, Nanda, and Kwamashu. And we have a total of eight police stations, or sorry, nine police stations in the Western Cape that includes the, the Nyanga and Mitchell's Plain Guguletu police stations. Now, what the department has done on Obache to address the um, phenomena of what crimes against women and children at these police stations, we have profiled the 30 GBB hotspots uh, stations, and the department has come up with. Uh, <clears throat> with um, interventions to address the root causes or contributing factors and at the same time to improve services to victims of crime. And that was done by December 2020. In the previous financial year, um, there was a pilot prog program initiated by the department to establish GBV desks at these 30 identified police stations. And we have made significant progress by the end of 31 March 2022. We have established GBV desks at these police stations that we have mentioned. 
going forward, the evaluation of this pilot, this will be developed, uh, will be conducted, and with the aim to, guide, to develop guidelines for uniform implementation across the country in the current financial year, uh, ending by December 2023. Now, this evaluation, Honorable Chair, that I've just referred to includes the proper assessment of the resource implications and enabling at the same time the functionality of the GBV this in order to expedite services to victims of gender-based violence. Our plan is that the report and the report compilation and approval for the rollout plan will be concluded during the period January to March 2023. It is anticipated that the evaluation process might, uh, might take a period of three to six uh, months, and it is then highly likely that we will uh, the fully rollout will only be conducted in the 23-24 financial year. We have prioritized the 30 hotspot stations for capacity building sessions for the implementation of the amendments that affect SAP's duties regarding the amended legislation impact on, on services to GBV victims of uh, GBV-related crime in the current financial year. The introduction of the legislative changes placed more pressure to on the South African Police Service, and this is now responding to the request from the committee. What are the various budgetary implications in terms of uh, legislative changes? And as I indicated, it places pressure on the on the vote police, as uh, by default, though no additional funding is then allocated to implement this legislation. So as a result of that, we are required to reprioritize our existing resources. Um, as a department to facilitate the implementation of legislation. As example, it is estimated that the total cost for the implementation of the criminal law amendment will, will be close to 78.480 million. If we look at the implementation of the Cybercrime Act, our estimates is taking into consideration that to implement uh, the act fully, the department will be required to establish 52 new cybercrime units uh, in all provinces at an estimated cost of 102 million. And we will also have to make provision for the requirements that relates to technology to uh, address cybercrime and uh, the, the associated requirements. So just a breakdown in terms of the criminal law amendment bill, um, the DNA Act will take, we will take buckle samples from offenders on parole or, <clears throat> or under supervision by a court for Schedule 8 offenses. And the cost associated with that amounts to 78,4 uh, million. And if we just look at the breakdown in terms of what this uh, the spending will include in terms of your teams to collect the samples, uh, 75,000, the arrangements for training, uh, 885,000. The acquisition of buckle samples, 24,2 million. The acquisition of fingerprint forms and ink pads, 50,000. And analysis of buckle samples, 53,2 million. That gives you a total of 78,48 million. If we do the same analysis, Honorable uh, Chair, as far as the Cybercrime Act is concerned, just highlighting some of the main cost drivers over the five year period of implementation. If we're looking at, for instance, your technology, which is uh, one of the key cost drivers, taking into account your end user equipment over the specific five year period, we're looking at a total of 71.5 million. 
If you look at fiber connectivity, that in essence it should be a once-off um, expense in the in the 21 or was a once-off expense in the 21-22 financial year in terms of planning 132,000. The associated uh, digital forensic tools estimate over the five-year period 397 million, and uh, establishing the designated point of contact uh, that we will explain in the following slide. 11.3 um, million. So the total cost associated with the implementation of the Cybercrime Act, uh, the, uh, the anticipated cost over the five year period, then amounts to 480.6 million over that specific period in time. In terms of the Cybercrime Act, Honorable Chair, the National Commissioner must establish a designated point of contact for the Republic. Now, the department has looked at various alternatives that we have available. And at this point, it is recommended that the designated point of contact must be established in coll collaboration with the CSIR at an estimated cost of 3.9 million per year. In addition, uh, there's an additional 600,000 that will be required on during the 22-23 financial year to cover the initial setup cost for the designated point of contact that includes, for instance, your required technology. Um, if we further ask, as far as the uh, strengthening our capability to deal with the legislative changes, the SAPS uh, will revise our national instructions and policy to align with the various legislative changes. For example, we have begun with the revision of our national instruction that deals with bail and the re uh, release of prisoners in, in accordance with the Criminal Law and the Related Matters Amendment Act. We have also drafted a draft implementation plan for capacity building sessions regarding the amendment of the GBV related legislation. As far as the, uh, we will also, Honorable Chair, on the same talk, we continue to educate and conduct awareness sessions in all nine provinces. That includes internally and externally as part of the effort to facilitate capability development. We also will be required to review our directives that relates to the detention of suspects. In terms of GBV, Honorable Chair, the SAPS is reporting on pillar three of the gender-based violence and femicide national strategic plan. And the SAPS's mandate in terms of this is to prevent, combat, investigate crime, to maintain public order, to protect and secure the inhabitants of the Republic and the property, and to uphold and enforce the law. The SAPs have developed internally a departmental GBV and sexual offense action plan. And this is to ensure that uh, GBV is addressed through a proper coordinated approach by the relevant disciplines in the environment. The, we have also established national and provincial steering committees on gender-based violence that, will, that is currently monitoring the implementation of both the national strategic plan as well as the SAPs action plan. We also at the simul simultaneously chair provides monthly progress reports on the implementation of the national strategic plan to the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities. We have allocated plus minus 1,3 billion on baseline activities that relates to GBV and the resourcing of our family violence, child abuse and sexual offenses units. That includes a 1.2 billion on the FCS humans and other resources. That includes the uh, operational uh, expenses associated with the units. 
30 million on youth, children, and vulnerable groups that include your awareness campaigns. And in addition to the above, an additional 70 million plus 30 million was allocated to the nine provinces for the prioritization of GBV response and to strengthen our FCS units. The allocation of the 100 million, the 70 plus 30 that I've just uh, referred to, the Western Cape is uh, 15,8 million, Northern Cape 5,9, Free State 8,4, Eastern Cape 13 million, KwaZulu Natal 15,3 million. Pumalanga 7.4, similar, same to Limpopo, Gauteng 18 million, and the Northwest 8.4 million. <clears throat> In terms of um, addressing gender-based violence, continuing on the same topics, if we look at the responsibility of the Division Detective and Forensic Service, it is more reactive in nature as they are responsible for the investigation of the incidents that is reported, as well as the analysis of evidence associated with those cases. Now, when we look at our proactive awareness campaigns, we are conducting them currently at schools through, so, through social media events and at events by the FCS units in collaboration with social crime prevention and other identified state departments. We have also included in the annual uh, performance plan of SAPS a number of indicators that relates to gender-based violence, and these have also been linked to the national strategic plan. Uh, for instance, we are focusing on the reduction of outstanding case dockets that are older than a year that relates to crimes against women. Uh, the same as far as crimes against children is concerned, prioritizing the, the reduction of outstanding case dockets. We are also targeting, in terms of our strategic plan, the increasing of the conviction rate for both uh, contact crimes against women as well as contact crimes against children. The following indicators uh, are also monitored on our chair biceps, and we are uh, reporting on the national strategic plan that includes your detection rate for contact crimes against children, the uh, case, uh, case exhibits that relates to contact crime, that is included in the annual operational plan of the division, where we are focusing on enhancing the processing of forensic exhibits, both the uh, routine cases as well as the non-routine cases that relates to that. And we are also focusing on the percentage of our FCS investigators that are attending biannual debriefing sessions, and that is embedded in the AOP of the detective service and providing services to children and mentally disabled persons in terms of the certificates that needs to be issued. The process um, court-driven cases, uh, as it has been communicated by NPA, we are also monitoring that to avoid cases being struck from the roll or withdrawn as a result of pending DNA results. We are also focusing on the capacitation of our the specific capabilities operational hours by allocating overtime for the purpose of reducing the backlog and increasing the production of uh, that relates to our forensic products. The component head for forensics and forensic science and the section head biology has also been appointed to account on operational objective and install the governance framework associated with that. JDA has been <clears throat> progressive and significant growth on the down management of DNA and in the second quarter, uh, going to the uh, last quarter of the previous financial year, the backlog was reduced by 38.71%.
that is from 251,000 to 154,000. At this point in time, Chair, there's no agreement or working documents between the SAPs and private and public partners with regard to the dealing with DNA backlogs within SAPs. The GBB committee um, has resolved that they will donate a DNA extraction instrument to the South African Police Service that will increase our ability to, ability to isolate your DNA from postcoital and differentiation, differential samples in GBB-related cases. Now, this uh, instrument is currently being validated, uh, de developmental by CRISP in collaboration with the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Should this instrument pass the validation studies, it will then be handed to FSL to do internal validations, after which the donation process, um, as per government or SAP protocols, can then take place. Okay, on the matters, specific matters that, uh, or the additional matters that the committee asked us to respond on the spending and the, on the previous financial year, uh, our contributions to economic reconstruction and recovery, the legal impediments that's uh, preventing us from achieving economic transformation, and the renting and owning of police buildings that is occupied by SAPs. Now, Chair, at the end of March 2022, at the end of the previous financial year, the actual expenditure of SAPs uh, allocation was standing at 99.13%. That is an improved spending compared with the previous financial year. In the previous financial year, we achieved 95.9% spending. And as I indicated in the last financial or the 21-22 financial year, we achieved 99.13%. So the underspending that is identified in the previous financial year amounts to a total of 878 million, of which 98% or 869 million was related to earmarked and specifically allocated funding, as well as uh, 9 million or 1.2% that was allocated in terms of capital funding. Now, the department has already improved and measures, implemented measures to improve our spending internally through a regular monitoring evaluation and timeliest interventions to ensure that uh, the services identifiers do realize within the identified acceptable timeframes. There's also continuous engagement and, and escalation on challenges that is brought through by third party dependencies uh, to the relevant authorities that relate to those. Uh, third part, identified third parties. Uh, Jay, in terms of the National Treasury's preferential procurement regulations in terms uh, 2017, in terms of section five of the preferential procurement policy framework that is applicable to organs of state and public entities. Um, to this effect, the SAPS has implemented the preferential procurement regulations 2017 through a national circular in dated 10 April 2017, which is applicable to all to procurements equal to or above 30,000. Now, pursuant to the judgment referred to above, National Treasury communicate dated 25 February 2022, advised all organs of state that all tenders advertised on or after 16 February 2022 be held in abeyance and that no new tenders be advertised. The effect of this on the South African police service is that we would not have been able to fulfill our obligations in terms of our constitutional mandate. Now, consequently, the Minister of Finance granted the SAP's ex exemption from the provisions 
after referred to policy. And this exemption is for the interim until the National Treasury issues new uh, preferential procurement regulations. Uh, the procurement process within all organs of states are regulated by myriad of statutory provisions. Now that includes inter alia, the, six, the section 217 of the constitution, the PFMA, treasury regulations, the preferential procurement policy framework that I referred to, the preferential procurement regulations 2017 referred to as the regulations, and the National Treasury Practice Notice, as well as internal departmental procurement guidelines, national instruction, our delegation of powers, etc. Now, following the Constitutional Court judgment on in Minister of Finance versus AFRI Business in PC in 2020, National Treasury issued a communique dated uh, 25 February 2022 to advise uh, organs of state at all tenders, as I previously indicated, advertised all or after 16 February 22 to be held in abeyance and that new tenders must be advertised. Now, as I we as indicated in, in aforementioned communique from Treasury had the effect on the department that we will not be in a position to procure critical goods and services to enable us as a department to respond to our set our um, constitutional mandate. So as already indicated, the Minister of Finance has then subsequently exempted SAPs from the provisions of the procurement, these their relevant regulations. And then the, the exemption is for an interim period, as I indicated, until the new preferential procurement regulations are then issued. At this point in time, Honorable Chair, there are no legal impediments to the SAPs in terms of achieving economic transformation. As far as our buildings are concerned, the renting and owning of buildings that are occupied by the South African Police Service, the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure is the custodian of all government property and is mandated to procure leased accommodation on behalf of the South African Police Service in terms of Guillermo. Now, the process to procure leased accommodation commences with the SAPs communicating our requirement with National Department of Public Works. The National Pub, uh, in Public Works then undertakes a procurement process, and in turn, they also conclude lease agreements. Now, it needs to be noted that only Public Works can enter into such lease agreements on behalf of user departments in line with the mandated custodian functions. Now, currently, the Public Works is leasing a total of 1,143 properties for various SAPS units in all nine provinces. Now, in the landlords, in terms of these lease property, consist of private, uh, provincial government, municipalities, and state-owned entities. The South African Police Service itself does not own buildings as all buildings are vested under the public works as the mandated custodian for all government-owned buildings. So we as a department is a user or an occupant of the respective buildings, and we are currently occupying a total of 6,826 6, state-owned buildings. So if we look at the total, taking into account the lease as well as state-owned buildings, we are occupying a total of 7,969 buildings. On slide, uh, Chair, Honorable Chair, we provide a breakdown of these buildings. In, we're starting with the state-owned assets within the respective province and the number of buildings. You will note that if we talk about buildings, 
that includes uh, in the respective provinces as well as national head office, there's a total of 5,602 police stations. There's a total of 1,068 satellite police stations, 140, and contact points, a total of 16. In terms of, uh, in terms of our leased assets, there's a total of 1,143. They are distributed, as we indicated, in the respective provinces and head office. Uh, if we look at the head office capabilities, there's 33 FSL units, two crime intelligence units, a total of 70, uh, fully-fledged police stations in terms of leased access, a total of 90, and other leases that includes, for instance, your railway uh, infrastructure, the infrastructure at borders, et cetera, is a total of 948. So that gives us a total of 1,143. Honorable Chair, that concludes the presentation, and I trust that we have addressed the issues that were raised uh, by the uh, committee in terms of the invitation that we have received. From my side, thank you for the opportunity. Thank, thank you, um, Major General uh, Rabi, um, for the presentation. Thank you, at, 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 at DM. <clears throat> thank you, uh, National Commissioner. Perhaps let me start there. Uh, let, let me start on behalf of the committee uh, by congratulating uh, Gerald Massimula, our new commissioner, for the new uh, responsibility that has, he has been given by the people of South Africa. There's no doubt it's, 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 it's quite a, a, a responsibility. <clears throat> but uh, as, as, as the committee, we are looking forward to working with your good self and uh, your, 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 your team. And yes, at, at the end, thanks for, for, for that uh, correction. Hey, we see a lot of people. So in, in my head, I thought it's the first time. Perhaps it's because... There's a brand new uh, uh, commission, and that I thought perhaps is the is the first time that we are we are interacting. But thank you for for that uh, uh, correction. Um, before I allow the other members, uh, I just wanted to to make this um, have this at the back of your minds that uh, uh, for a, a budget of about a hundred billion rand per annum. Uh, uh, 1% underspending in a department means a 1 billion rand underspending. So it's, 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 uh, it becomes huge. So sometimes a, a percentage is, reduces everything to, to just 100. So 1%, it's a 1 billion rand uh, in, 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 your, in your area. Just have that at the back of your mind. All right, members, uh, here's the presentation by SEPS. Uh, you know how we do it. Can I have indications of the oral members who would like to uh, ask questions or make comments. Matafa. Honorable Matafa. Honorable members. Kaiso. Honorable members. Honorable Kaiso. I see your hand, Robin Tangini. Other members? You know, intimidate my general. 
Board members, do I, do I have other names? Honourable members, okay. I think as you come in, then you 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 indicate. Oral uh, Matafa, can you please come in then? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Good morning to you. Good morning, uh, DM Matale, uh, General Masemola, and your team. Uh, good morning, honourable members and members of the media. Chair, maybe let me start first by thanking the presenters for the work that went into the preparation for this uh, presentation. It is really assisting and empowering. We'll be able to do our work with uh, more information and then we are more wiser after this presentation. Chair, please allow me to start with one general and blanket question. And, and this is what most uh, people are saying now, that we have reached a state of lawlessness in the country, particularly in townships. I just want to find out what is the feeling of the SEPs in relation to that particular assertion. The second point chair emanates from slide 12, which states that the allocation will be prioritized in provinces with the highest incidences of reported crimes. Um, I, I just want to, to find out um, which provinces are those and uh, the reported incidents of crime, how then do we identify them being major issues that require attention? I'll give a simple example. In, in Gauteng, there's a high rise of highway robbers who disables vehicles with spikes and rocks that are put on the road. And immediately you stop, you are, you are robbed. Now, these crimes have become very violent. And then recently we have seen an increase in the number of fatalities relating to this particular crime. Has it been flagged as a major incident that requires special attention? If yes, what is the strategy that is going to be implemented? Because now it has become, motorists have become easy targets. And as I indicated, the violence that comes with these particular robberies don't leave any prisoners and they do not care if whether the person driving has, a, has family with or small kids. All that they do is take whatever they want using any means that they have at their disposal. The third point will be on the budget reduction that has been introduced, particularly on dealing with a compensation of employees and goods and services. I just want to find out, have we seen a drastic reduction on the personnel headcount within the SEPs over the last five years? And what impact has this reduction had on specific core programs by SEPs that we should take note of. And then maybe it's also important that SEPs uh, is able just to share with us what is the current turnover rate for the department and, and what are the top three reasons why 
this uh, turnover rate is where it is. Uh, what are the reasons that uh, we are losing people from the force? And then coupled to issues of uh, compensation of employees, uh, are we able to be furnished with information on the age profile of the SEPS workforce? I think it was General Masemola who did indicate that um, SEPS is, uh, uh, how did he put it? That it requires more work uh, uh, of, on, on the ground. So we just want to find out if whether their workforce is flexible, agile, and vibrant enough that is able to respond to incidents of crime. The other point here is on the issue of uh, gender-based violence. I'm, I'm interested to find out what is the time frame for investigating a rape case. Do, do we have something that is documented to say like the 72-hour strategy? By this particular time after a rape case has been reported, we need to have at least a lead. Um, having said that, uh, we know that uh, SEPs, especially on slide 30 and 31, they indicate various metrics that the department uses to track its annual performance in terms of uh, combating this particular crime of uh, gender-based violence. Is it possible that SEPs can provide us with the trends or movements is in these indices so that the co committee can be able to evaluate if whether the current interventions are effective and there is value for money as far as the budget allocations are concerned? Chair, on the issue of um, capital assets and the backlog on police stations, can we maybe be finished with the planned police stations, their number, where are they planned, and what are the issues that are causing these particular backlogs? Another one for Houting, where I come from, there was an imbizo in Oliver Note Bosch, Ward 77, in the city of Twani, where the minister was present and the issue of a police station was raised because Oliver Note Bosch has grown to a point that the mobile police station that is there is not sufficient to be able to police accordingly. And there was talk of a physical police station that will be erected. Is it still in the pipeline? If yes, how far is that process? Because the community is still asking our parliamentary constituency office on that particular commitment that was made by, by, by the minister and the team when they were at the Imbizo in Oliver Note Bosch. The last one, Chair, in terms of the norms and standards, uh, they can be international or they can be in comparison with developing countries like ours. Can we safely say that the number of the workforce of SAPS is in line with acceptable norms and standards in terms of coverage for the size of the population that South Africa has? Um, that will assist, Chair, so that we are able to know if whether our allocation will derive value for money because coverage of policing and community safety will be sufficient based on the number of the workforce and personnel in the police force. I just wanted to find out if whether 
is the SEPS management uh, satisfied that we are actually on par with what is acceptable across the, 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 the continent or globally? I will pause there, Chair. Thank you very much for allowing us the opportunity to participate in this discussion. Thank you, Chair. Thank, thank you, Oral Matafa. Oral Kaiser, please come in. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair, and uh, uh, greetings to the Deputy Minister and, uh, and your team. And uh, also want to welcome and uh, welcome the new general in the police service. We hopefully you would uh, then assist uh, our people in the country to deal with the, the challenges of crime. <clears throat> so uh, my, my, my chair, my, let me just start here first. Uh, I think it's very important to uh, go to other interesting area that I went during the presentation when I was listening. I, especially around the issue of, you know, uh, that was presented around uh, 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 a strategic uh, plan uh, or focused area, you know, of, uh, of fighting crime in the country that the, uh, the presenter was making. I didn't hear that to what an extent, because if you, if for instance, you check the issue of uh, gangsterism uh, in, in some parts of the country and, 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 and mostly in the hotspot area like your Western Cape, where you would find, you know, uh, Hard criminals, uh, you know, or, 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 or drug-related uh, uh, criminals go to to a school and shoot uh, learners there, and you know, as if there is, there is no nobody who's looking at that. You know, just find it very easily to do it very quickly. Just go there, shoot uh, people. They lie down dead in the ground, and they disappear into thin air. So I just want to know, because there are areas where there's rampant crime, where gangsters have, you know, have, have, have formed and they are able to rule the township and, you know, destabilizing our communities. So I, I thought maybe we also hear that because it should really have been a part of the broader strategy to say, uh, to deal with the gangsterism. Whilst I'm at the same point, Chair, because the new amendment bill, uh, looking at it, it adds a number of responsibilities to the police themselves. Now, I just want to know uh, uh, as to how, to, to what an extent has the now uh, South African police have now ready themselves to align their service and their capability in as far as the newly, uh, uh, I mean, the, the amendment uh, bill or 
the criminal uh, law amendment bill, obviously it introduces a number of, you know, extended responsibilities. Now my interest is to what an extent has the subs now prepared to, you know, to, to encompass or to, 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 to operate in such a way that now those new responsibilities in the SSLPs will be able to be accommodated. Uh, yes. So one will be very uh, much interested. The other issue that uh, perhaps one would have loved to, to, to hear to, to, or to understand whilst dealing with the uh, priorities then is the issue of illegal, uh, illegal mining in the country, which one does not get it very clear at what point really is this matter going to be dealt with you know, by, 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 by SAPS? Uh, or, or what is the plan around dealing with that particular crime? Because it, it deals with the economy, uh, it, it, it deals with the uh, you know, uh, economy of the country. So one would have expected that there the, 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 the is going to be, or there is something in the pipeline if I may put it uh, like that, Chair, that is you know, underway such that now it will be able to assist uh, in the intervention or to, to assist or, the, or, or SAPS is able to put a plan to deal with the issue of the illegal mining. Because for me, it doesn't make sense that the private sector does not come uh, you know, to the part uh, with this particular matter. Uh, as well, because during the presentation, I could pick up there that now, uh, indeed, the SAPS is, is also struggling to get the private uh, uh, sector to, to form, uh, you know, part of the fighting of the crime there. I would include even illegal mining as one activ criminal activity that is uh, taking place. I also want to know, uh, Honorable, uh, from the presenters, uh, Honorable Chair, from the general, that what is the rate of, you know, attendance of the subs in as far as, you know, a 30-day payment of, of our service providers, so that we should not just read that, uh, uh, or we should not assume that is something is, it's, 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 it's okay in as far as, you know, payment of service providers in 30 days, uh, in as far as such is concerned, to what an extent, you know, uh, have you been doing this, you know, uh, are you able to demonstrate that you are very consistent in terms of, you know, uh, uh, complying with the 30-day, you know, payment for, 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 for service providers? Because it has been an outcry, you know, that we come across, Honorable Chair, in, in, in most of the department that we have come across. So we didn't hear much about this, uh, so that we know that uh, we should not find later that it's one of the monies that are you know, related also with the underspending uh, that has been said. We also want to know, uh, given the rise of the taxi violence, you know, and other means of organized crime in the country, uh, you would imagine where uh, people are able to stage a war against the communities, uh, taxi violence, you know, staging some mini wars with the communities and amongst themselves as taxi operators, just freely as if 
there, are, there is no authority whatsoever. So what plans and strategies have been put uh, in place such that now this type of criminal activity where people do not see any existence of law can, can operate through so freely. You would imagine uh, about taxi violence there in Suetu <coughs> and in, in some parts of the country, in the Eastern Cape. And the, you know, so there's been a, a chase around with gunfire. So, so uh, we just want to know that uh, because I think it's one of the uh, uh, priorities that are supposed to be to, to be reflected that they need more resources uh, from the police uh, so that they can be able to do their work uh, properly. Also, on the issue or, 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 which deals with the increase of copper, you know, and uh, uh, copper theft, uh, copper cables theft. And, and steel, which destroys the infrastructure. And when talking about infrastructure, it, it takes me back to what I've, I've said or referred to when I was saying illegal mining activities in places such as Mashabing. Uh, you know, it has been so rampant to an extent that people are able to go now to, to destroy municipal, municipal infrastructure because they want to operate uh, 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 their criminal activities there. So I just want to know, perhaps uh, it's, it's, it, it should be uh, something that needs to be taken forward uh, as a build up to us uh, uh, 2023, uh, 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 24, uh, if, 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 if not so. Now, Minister, perhaps uh, I might have bring this issue uh, prematurely because I want to know the relationship between the community policing forum and the, and the subs. You know, how does it look like? Because uh, in, the, in, in the presence of the surge of crime, one would readily think of, you know, uh, the operation of community policing forum, the activities and their relationship with the subs. How, how does it look like? Because one would be so ambitious to say, have you done, uh, has there been any research which has been done to say, what if the, the subs puts in place or, or the department puts in place uh, 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 what we call the uh, uh, volunteers or broadened, uh, you know, uh, uh, community forum to an extent that now we are able to take in people for uh, in the form of giving them a stipend such that now there's a huge network now which collaborates with the police, you know, uh, with uh, some uh, way of, you know, uh, giving a stipend or something like that. So have you done such re research? In, uh, so if so, what, are the, what would be the financial implication of such a research or if you have done so? So, so, yeah. So let me proceed, Chairperson. Uh, uh, thank you very much uh, for allowing me to, to ask this question. Thank you, Honorable Taiso. Honorable Tlangini, please come in. Uh, thank you very much, um, Chairperson. Um, you know, Chair and um, Major General and Deputy Minister, one of the most scariest genders to be in South Africa, it's being a woman and giving birth 
to a woman um, giving birth to a girl child. That is one of the most scariest for women of South Africa because we don't feel safe in this country. We don't feel protected by the police. While the major was reporting on the GBV desks, I, I called some of the police stations he mentioned. And Nyanga police station is one of them that say they don't have a GBV desk. And that is a concern. If we come to the committee and we report on things, and then when you go to the ground, those things are not there. You are faced to go and report your sexual uh, uh, um, violation cases at a police station. They don't have this imaginary desks that the major general have just reported to us now. So I'd like to know what oversight are they having over this GBV desks? Or if somebody have just typed a national circular and said you must establish this thing and people have not done so. Because it becomes problematic if they are coming to this committee and report on things that is supposed to serve as women of this country and it's not there. We are being reported lies. That is quite concerning, uh, uh, Chair, for me and for many women that are seeking the police to protect them. So we need to, to, uh, to, to get, is this GB desks established and what oversight is this, uh, are they uh, are doing? On, on this GBD uh, 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 test that they are imaginary happen, uh, uh, having. Then the second one, um, uh, Chair, it's the, the understanding. I, 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 like what consequence management was, was uh, uh, um, have you implemented to ensure that this does not happen? Just to say to us, no, we have done, uh, uh, um, we are evaluating and, and, and doing one, two, three, so that it doesn't happen. Somebody must take the fall. Somebody must be disciplined. Plus minus 800 million on underspending. And then we are told uh, it, you, you are putting now more evaluation processes in place, but shouldn't it have been there in the first place? You have dilapidated police stations. You don't have vehicles to majority of your police stations. You have one or two vehicles. And then you get, we come here to, to an appropriations committee and say, Gladly say we have underspent it on plus minus 800 million. I mean, somebody must, there must be disciplinary actions 
for such uh, incompetence. Because there's no other way to say it. It's incompetent. So really, like, has anyone uh, uh, um, been disciplined or for this underspending? Because really, it's 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 not. Um, it doesn't really give a good reflection on the department. Was it a department that is supposed to um, service communities and um, ensure that? we are safe as, 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 as community members. Then the last one, Chair, I, I want the department or the police to investigate a case in um, or look into a matter, even if they're not going to investigate. There was a case yesterday in Durban that is trending on Twitter. Security guards and Metro Police pointing students with live ammunition. So I, 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 we can't have um, police pointing students with live ammunition. It's, 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 it's really living um, 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 very much concerning a very much concerning uh, 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 um, thought in one's head that you are sending your kids to school and they are pointed by the police by life ammunition. So we need to 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 find out what have happened there. And then the last. Um, one um, chair is to find out, um, I think also in terms of, yes, the buildings are owned by um, public works, but what work and what research have you done as the police to find out as to, to move away from leasing buildings? And then to ensure as well that these buildings that you are occupying, they are proper for um, for police to work in. Just the other day, uh, Chair, I don't know if you can recall, Honorable Saropan have reported on a police station um, that is just in bad condition. So what work is the department doing to ensure that they are doing effective oversight and ensuring these buildings and police stations are in a good uh, condition? And on the last one, when last have you done a proper oversight to ensure that all police stations are having rape kits? I can tell you now, a list of police stations that doesn't have rape kits. We mustn't let our woman down like this. And this department is letting women of South Africa down.
It's really letting women of South Africa down. We don't feel safe in this country. And then to come here to this committee and report on a J, uh, GBV desk that is non-existent, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Orobun Sangwini. Um, before I, I, I come in, do I have any other member who, who would like to come in? I know the oral members who are complaining that they are just struggling to connect. Yes. Chef, Honorable Sarupin, yes. if I can please come in. So I'm just battling with connectivity quite badly this morning. Please, please come in, Honorable Sarupin. Sure, Chair. So um, I think I want to um, reiterate what Honorable Nsanguini said about the GBV desk. She's absolutely right. Um, in my constituency around Springs, Contema, Brackpan, Deduza, the ones that they claim have been set up by are not functional and most of the substations don't have them. Chair, the second thing, and um, this is quite disturbing for me, is we were told um, by DPWI that the Quatema SAP station, which is falling to pieces and the SAPs can't operate from it, it's been closed down by the Department of Labor, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that DPWI told us that they can't fix it because it is it belongs to the municipality. I received a copy of the contract. And the contract between the DPWI and the municipality says in there that D DPWI takes responsibility for the maintenance of that building. So DPWI misled this committee chair. And I'm very disturbed that that happened in this committee a couple of days ago and that DGs and senior officials can mislead this committee. But I'd like to know from the officials here what they're doing about the Quetema staff station, um, if they're going to try and move bring in any temporary structures and so on, because we cannot continue like this with that entire community living under terror because the crime rates are spiking quite badly in Quetema now. Um, there's a gang um, going around hijacking people. It is becoming a very serious problem. They're operating out of, um, out of fossil arrest and they're coming into Quetema and, and the hijackings are spiking in a very, very serious way out there. Then, Chair, my third question to, um, to SAPS today is in relation to the cost of VIP protection. It is a very, very large chunk of the um, SAPS budgets. And I want to know what they're doing to begin to contain those costs. Um, why so much is spent on VIP protection? I mean, this country spends more on VIP protection than land reform. And I think that it's a very, very serious problem. So I'm hoping that we can get answers on that. Thank you very much. Honorable Sarupen, thank you. Do I have any other oral member? Oral Matafa, do you want something? Do you have something yeah. you want to add? Questions? Yes, Chairperson, thank you very much. Yes. I mean, um, yeah, this, this one is just a directed question, a direct question rather. Uh, since there is reported underspending, uh, which also affects crime intelligence, can maybe the subs indicate to us what is the status of crime intelligence as, as we speak in terms of it being fully staffed, its resources and, and so forth? Because my view is that most of the crime that we see spiking, like Honorable Sarupen is saying, and the example that I gave in Gauteng, uh, could be averted if we have ears and eyes within the communities. And, and the, the, the other one, Chase, just on the comments that were made by Sasria when they engaged with the committee and their view was that with the unrest in KZN and some parts of Gauteng, the damage was extensive due to the lack of immediate and urgent response by subs. 
can, can we just have a view from the subs management as far as that assertion is concerned? And uh, the police headquarters or would-be headquarters, telecom towers in, in Twani, what is the status? The last thing that we had was that it was earmarked to be headquarters for the police, but it seems as if there was a renovation, but there was never 100% takeover. And the, the, last, the last one, Chair, is just, uh, I'm not sure whether it's a rumor. There is a video circulating about the police college. I'm not sure whether it's in Sevamas in Hamaskral. It's, it's, it's portrayed to be in a state of disrepair. I just want to find out if whether can that be the case from SABS? And if it is so, uh, who's responsible for the maintenance there? Is it uh, DPWI? And if yes, why is this college left to deteriorate to a state that it is shown in the clip that is circulating? And, and also, if it is not, is it part of the um, maintenance that has been devolved to SABS? If yes, how much of the portion in terms of the size of the asset base that is being used by SABS has devolved into SABS purview for maintenance? Thank you very much, Chair, for the second bite. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Robert Yes, Chair. Uh, just one or two questions. Um, so, I just want to uh, check uh, how many police stations have, have, have they been built by subs over the period under review? No, let me start from a period of five years, uh, rather. Uh, just to check that, and or how how many are those that are still being constructed? As one question that I wanted to ask, and second one, quickly is to check: uh, Does SAPS began with the you know di- digitization of uh, your work, especially which is related to? Uh, things such as, you know, uh, fingerprint, uh, forensic investigation, that would assist, you know, have you begun digitizing your, your, your uh, has the department begun to digitize, uh, digitize uh, uh, its work on, 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 on some sensitive, you know, uh, information that needs to be stored or be uh, kept uh, for, for future reference by the department because I think it's very, very much important in crime fighting that you uh, digitize uh, some information that is very critical. Thank you very much. Sir. Thank you, Honorable Kaiso. Honorable Klang, you need to have a, to want to have a second bite. No, no Chair, I'm about to respond to Kala Chair, and then Klambi, uh, after that, if um, you will allow. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Oral Sarupen, anything came to your mind? Uh, no, Chair, nothing to add. Thanks. Okay. Thank, 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 thank you. Thank you, Oral members. Uh, let me join the Oral members by welcoming the, present, the presentation um, about what is happening uh, in, your, <clears throat> in your area of influence. Uh, Quickly, uh, from my side, 
it's more about uh, your rec- recruitment uh, strategy. Um, <clears throat> when when one uh, 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 does oversight, especially in the rural areas, uh, uh, <clears throat> generals, there's there's always an outcry that uh, uh, unlike before, uh, when the recruitment of new police of uh, police uh, men and women uh, doesn't touch those areas. True or false? What exactly is the uh, is, is 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 the situation? How do you ensure that uh, those areas are not being marginalized? marginalized? <clears throat> I just want to get your 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 comment to say, agreeing that your your resources uh, <clears throat> are not where they are supposed to be, but this, the resources that Parliament appropriates and give to SEPs, uh, would you say that those resources are being efficiently used and are getting value for money? I just want an obvious, you say why you say whatever, and uh, what what must be done? Are there areas that you think that you can you can save as as the department? Um, it is now, um, especially in these uh, finance committees, one area that uh, we we are worrying and keep talking about is that there's a lot of uh, leakages, money leaving the country through a number of uh, sophisticated uh, <clears throat> financial uh, ways. For instance, you are based erosion and profit shifting, illicit financial flows, etc. And we are said that we are losing billions and billions of, of runs as far as it's concerned. So I'm just asking that uh, uh, what's your take, uh, what is happening around that uh, area? Because even if we interact with SARS, we'll find that that's the question that uh, we, we ask them. But from your side, what are you doing as far as that is concerned? And two, would you say that you, you are well equipped to deal with this form of, 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 of crime? Um, um, let me touch on on Kai Jekin, uh, but I'll, 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 I think um, what Honorable uh, Matafa was saying, I think uh, uh, that's that's one uh, uh, crime way. There's a feeling that uh, uh, people are getting away with impunity. What is the problem? Why can't we fight this one? What exactly is the problem? But uh, I think my Emphasis will be on the cross-border uh, 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 crime, the kayjacking, uh, and we are told that most of these cars find themselves, especially the four by fours, find themselves uh, uh, in our in the neighboring countries. I just want to check uh, what type of collaboration I will have with the law enforcement agencies in those countries, and how successful has been that collaboration been. So I also um, just want to hear your 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 comment. Um, it, it relates to to rental versus ownership. What is your take? Uh, do you think that uh, the, the 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 type one that the, the work that you are no, no I beg your pardon. The relationship that you are having with a uh, Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, as far as uh, uh, being a landlord, is the optimal one. 
Uh, do you think that you'd, 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 you'd do better if you were to own and be responsible for those buildings? Just talk to that, please. Um, I'll tell you why you are saying that is because we have had interaction with that department. And uh, again, we had interaction with the Department of Defense who had a, a view about, uh, <clears throat> about this matter. So we'd like to get your view as SEPs. Can I check how many new police stations have been built? I'm saying in Soweto, in Butsabelo, in Kailicha, and Umlas. I'm deliberately picking up those uh, uh, townships because they are the, uh, amongst the highest uh, growth areas uh, in the country. So how many new police stations have been built in the past 20 years in those, in those areas? Uh, DM, let, let me also hasten to say that uh, um, in instances where um, the team doesn't have immediate answers, we would we always say that we prefer that those answers be sent us in writing rather than uh, answers which are given just to take us out of the way. So I'm, 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 I, I just want to see how responsive we've been uh, to this area, which if we're always uh, under-resourced uh, uh, before 1994, but I just want to check how have we responded to this. Another question is that uh, I just want to check how much business do you do with with with, with Dinel? Uh, <clears throat> are there any items that you are buying from them? From them um, related to that question is who manufacture most of the equipment that is being used uh, by uh, by SEPs? That becomes very important for us as far as localization is 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 is, is concerned, economic growth, and uh, uh, ensuring that uh, <clears throat> we 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 also defend what is ours and denied in this instance. And, 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 and lastly, uh, Commissioner, the just want to check, perhaps it's related to what uh, uh, Honorable Mklangin was saying, how, how well equipped are you to deal with crowd control? Because it looks like it's a feature now which is coming up and again. Um, how, how well equipped are we as said to deal with a, a, a crowd control. Thank you. Um, I'll allow DM and, and the team to respond to the issues which have been raised. Uh, you'll decide who, uh, who, who answers which question. Um, all right, DM, please come in. Uh, thank you uh, very much, Chair, and thanks to committee members on the questions that. Uh, you, you have posed uh, to, to us. We really appreciate this interface. I will request that uh, the National Commissioner and the team uh, start first to respond. I'll come at the end. Over to you, National Commissioner. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson and uh, uh, honorable members, the Deputy Minister, uh, yeah, the, I will align the team to respond, but first let me take uh, the following responses. On the first question asked about uh, are we not reaching a state of uh, lawlessness, uh, the answer to that will be that we, as a country, we have not yet reached that stage 
because we still can wake up, go to work, go to school, go to bank, and uh, go to shop. You still find the shops intact. So there are indications, yes, I must acknowledge, especially when one monitors uh, social media, where one sees some signs of, uh, especially material videos that are circulating, which we, uh, especially one area was within the mining sector, and uh, we are doing, uh, there are measures that we are taking in that regard. So uh, to say totally, there is lawlessness, uh, one would say no, but there are some indications which we are not leaving them to their own. We are taking measures. For example, within the mining sector, there are now and then videos coming out showing some people with firearms. And uh, we have responded as the SAPS, especially areas around Orkney. We did have operations there around Orkney and uh, around Middleburg Midbank recently. We had operations there where we had quite commendable successes. We arrested a lot of uh, foreign nationals. We confiscated a lot of firearms and we have not yet uh, stopped. We are continuing. Maybe just to answer the question around the issue of illicit mining, the theft of copper as well as steel, and uh, the issue around uh, extortion at construction sites. As you are aware that after the president gave this directive during the last solar, we have established a unit which uh, the provinces have been directed. They are currently, this current month, we are establishing a unit uh, because in the past we had a part-time small units in certain provinces that will deal with these matters. And we've realized that we are not successful because they do this job on an adult. So currently we are establishing a task team that will culminate into a unit within a year. Now we started as a task team. They are going to, uh, we will call them critical infrastructure and economic combating task teams for now. Uh, we have identified 18 municipalities where we have this problem, uh, I mean district municipalities in the country, where we have this problem of uh, be it the cable theft or illicit mining or extortion or theft of either Praza or Transnet uh, infrastructure. We are currently this month establishing those units and these units, these task teams, for now, as I said, the task teams, they are going to solely focus on a full-time basis, no more ad hoc, to deal with the crimes of illicit mining, theft of copper, as well as uh, within the energy and rail industry, including our fuel pipeline. So uh, by the end of this month, we'll have these task teams that uh, are focusing, that is in addition to the smaller task team that we had before. These ones will be full-time focusing on this to cap these uh, specific crimes uh, in those areas, the, eight, the 18 district municipalities that. Uh, I've spoken about. So that we think 
we will be able to win this crime because we'll be on a full-time basis. And these are integrated teams consisting of both SAPS members and uh, other institutions like your metro polices, both your Praza and your, your, your Transnet uh, officials, as well as uh, Home Affairs. So we think we'll be able to win. We regard it as very important because it affected the economy of the country. That's how we are going to move forward. The tendency of uh, highway crimes, we have picked it recently, especially in Houting, we've seen it. Uh, it has subsided at some point, but we have seen it's coming up now, despite the hygiene of people. And uh, the Provincial Commission of Houting have put more personnel within the areas of highways with a view to arrest those criminals because uh, shifting them is just like we will have more uh, continuous problem. Uh, around the, yeah, on, on the question of uh, gangsterism within Western Cape uh, and the crimes that are happening within that area, we uh, have, Western Cape is one of the provinces that one would say is fortunate. Currently, it's Western Cape and Bosnia. Where we have extra capacity, Western Cape, we have extra capacity there for more than over a period of four, uh, three years. And uh, that is focusing more on matters within the townships, as well as to deal with the issue of uh, gangsterism assisting the anti-gang unit that we have there. And uh, yes, we have made inroads in arresting quite a number of uh, suspects in that regard. But uh, we know that, yes, the crime is still persisting. And uh, in most of our townships in Western Cape, we realize there is a, a growing problem of extortion. And uh, this team that we have there, we were supposed to withdraw them, but we thought it's not a good time to withdraw them, but still keep them there and uh, have them continue uh, fighting the crime there. Uh, on the matter of uh, the police, the relationship between the police and the CPF, uh, we as we move around with be ambitious ourselves, provincial commissioners, myself, and also ministerial ambitious. We have picked up, yes, that the relationship between the police and the, the community, it's a bit of a problem because most communities, they disown uh, the current CPF. Not all of them, but most of them, they disown the current uh, structures of CPF. As a result, we then have uh, undertaken a decision that we need to rebuild the CPFs. We are going to go into a, a campaign where we will work out to see, because there are a lot of CBOs and community structures that are outside the CPF that do disown the CPFs. So we are going to embark on a renewal process where the communities, together with the local police, can re-elect their representative to form part of 
a CPF structure. The issues of stipends, normally what we use is not stipend, but we, uh, we fund the projects by the CPFs. Uh, unfortunately, currently CPF work is still voluntary work, and we take note that it is a challenge that people cannot uh, afford to continuously volunteer. So the Secretary of Police, which intended to take over CPFs, is working on those the matter of uh, stipend. So I think they are best to talk more on it. Unfortunately, I think they are not in attendance, but uh, I know that they are working on those uh, uh, matters. Uh, honorable Chair, members, on, on, on the matter of uh, the GP, GPV tasks, we started establishing this last year, and uh, we first started on the top 30, and from there we moved over to, to all police stations. All provincial commissioners were directed to establish these CPFs. Currently, we are in the process of auditing who have and who don't have. Uh, the division visible is busy processing that to audit who have and who don't have. And in the process where there isn't, we will, of course, seek uh, explanation from the relevant provincial commissioner why they did not establish as directed and agreed, because we agreed with them with this program and they agreed to the time frames. But yes, as national, we have not yet audited all the uh, police stations to ensure that they do have. We are in the process of start auditing and uh, we will be able to know where there are problems and we will remedy those areas where they has not been uh, established. Uh, on the issue of uh, we think we should move away from lease buildings Yes, as uh, South African police service would prefer to move away from leasing and owning the buildings ourselves. It is unfortunate that, uh, as honorable members are aware, we work with the Department of Public Works, and uh, unfortunately, the progress that we wanted is not as fast as it is. Uh, you recall that one of the areas of our underspending is within the capital budget, not because of our sole own doing, but uh, also as a result of the Department of uh, Public Works. We had a meeting a day before yesterday by the Police Portfolio Committee with the Minister of uh, Public Works and the Minister of Police, including the DM, and the officials from both departments who were part of that meeting to try and resolve the blockages that are there within uh, the construction of police stations and renovations of police stations. It's quite a number of police stations that are under construction that are not finished. Some are construction sites. A typical example is the Parkvert police station at the Bloemfontein, the CPD of Bloemfontein, which has been under renovation for more than five years. And we have police working there. So it's like police are working at a construction site. It is a very unhealthy uh, situation. And 
It was not about rebuilding the police station. It was just a renovation of certain areas of the police station, but it took more than five years. Just an example, but it's more of that type of uh, sites that we have which do not uh, finish. So we engaged and we agreed to meet agency myself and the DG of Public Works. We'll soon be meeting and uh, see how which areas can we agree to resolve and which not, because most of our areas of performance are bottlenecked by this area of uh, not getting properties uh, done in, 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 in very quick time. Uh, Telecom Towers, there is, uh, it's correct, yes, we purchased in 2016. The building consists of 10 towers. Currently, we are occupying one tower, and uh, which is also not 100% ready to be occupied. Because myself, I've not yet moved in there because there are certain areas that still needs to be repaired. The minister, the DM, still also needs to move in there. Uh, it's not 100% repaired the same one uh, tower that uh, has been uh, repaired according to public works. The nine towers, they are not ready to be occupied. There is a lot of repair work that still needs to be done. And it's one of those areas that we engaged with uh, public works. Yes, currently we are leasing buildings on a month-to-month -month basis. And uh, the meeting I did before yesterday resolve to them that we need to meet so that public works can come up with a program because they've been promising us all along that they will repair the building and make it ready for to move in but till today we can't move in there we have uh, one building where we are accommodating the central farm registry which is small they can't do their work in terms of firearm application and licensing they need bigger building and we have promised that we the central farm registry was supposed to have been in telecom towers last year September and up to this moment they have not yet moved in because the building is not ready and the program by DPW seems not to be uh, getting us somewhere so those are some of the problems we encounter. Uh, we also have quite a number of uh, is more than 20. A number of police stations, yes, that belong to municipalities. One of them, which is uh, not a site to, to, to see, is on Kurleni, uh, which uh, needs repairs, but we can't repair them because they belong to municipalities. So we also discussed those matters, but uh, General uh, Major General Stoller will expandiate more on these buildings, on, on matters of uh, the building. On the issue of the status of uh, crime intelligence, we uh, currently uh, advertised posts in the environment of crime intelligence in order to capacitate them. We, yes, we do have quite a number of shortages. Uh, there are posts that have been advertised and some will be filled, and some are being filled currently. I'm sure the general engineer will express more on uh, exactly what uh, is the progress in that regard. Uh, our view in terms of 
police response during the July 2021 unrest. Uh, our view is that we did have police that were on the ground, yes. And uh, at some point, the police has to make a choice as to which areas are they going to protect and which not. There are areas that we ended up protecting with the capacity that we have of public order, which is just below uh, 5,000, which we have currently. And uh, we did uh, definitely uh, try and do what we were supposed to do. If you call in how they started at uh, the areas of around Alexandra and how they uh, responded, but uh, then it starts spreading. And uh, the police were out there. They did what they could do, but uh, they couldn't uh, pressurize more because we also at some point had to respect life. Uh, if one takes an example with uh, the Jabulani Mall, where the Jabulani police station is situated, the response was of the police was quite effective, but unfortunately, there were quite a number of people that came there. Uh, we are addressing those matters currently with the intake that we were given uh, in the current financial year when we are training the 10,000 recruit, of which 4,000 of them will be going to public order police. Uh, public order police is a uh, is policing by numbers. There's no other way than by numbers. And some of our capacities are very, very low. And unfortunately, over the years, it wasn't prioritized. But uh, not that we, we didn't raise our voices that it needs to be prioritized, but it just happened not to be done. But currently, that's why we have what? We prioritized 4,000 to go to public order police, and uh, in terms of vehicles and equipments, we have purchased, and we are going to purchase this current financial year uh, is uh, around 150 million, and also about 10 million that is uh, put aside for protective equipment for public order, and also the 150 million to make sure that that additional 4,000 that comes when they come, they have got resources that bulletproof vehicles and so on and so on. So we are optimistic that uh, even though the numbers, uh, it will not be 10,000 additional on the ground because the turnover per month is quite high. Major General Kemba uh, will talk more on the numbers that we lose per month. So at the end of the day, we still have police stations in some of the rural areas which uh, are not functioning 24 hours. Not that there's no service after uh, 4 o'clock because after 4 o'clock, there is still somebody that will respond when there's a complaint. But the fact that we cannot have a shift system that runs 24 hours is a problem which we uh, are tending to them who want to fix with the current intake that we have. So those are the realities that we do have. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, maybe let me give my colleagues just to go on. Uh, maybe let me just comment on the question around are we buying from Pinel? Uh, I, I remember this matter that, uh, yes, we, we do want to support state-owned companies, which Pinel is one of them. But for now, there are problems around Dinell's paperwork. I, the day before yesterday, I engaged the DG of Treasury around this matter. Uh, I'm not sure whether the honorable members that are aware there, there's a problem around their books and their problem around compliance on other legislative, local legislative uh, prescriptions, which for now they are preventing us to to uh, buy from them. Yes, normally we buy our ammunition and a lot of other stuff from Pinel, but currently there is a problem. So we would love to, as soon as possible, support them, buy them, but uh, they are aware that the sooner they comply with certain obligations, the better that we will be able to can do business with, uh, with them. Let me... Uh, allow general commissioner commissioner honorable chair yes please uh, i i i usually don't do this but i think we will lose this and it's, it's very important for the for the committee we are saying that there's legislation which is preventing you from buying from denel please share share that with us we are we are lawmakers we want we are very much interested in that because um um the, we are expected to uh, to bail out the NEL, but it can't do business because of certain legislations. Please just finish that uh, line of thought. What exactly is happening there? Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. The uh, NEL is currently not uh, tax compliant. They can't get a tax clearance certificate. So if they get that, or if I don't know who, somebody examine them that they still receive government money while they're in the state. By all means, we are prepared to support them. But currently, uh, it is a conundrum that even the DG Treasury says we don't know because the tax man says he's not prepared to budge. So that is the problem that we also said maybe government should uh, go out and say, uh, we will reinvest this amount of money with a view to assist them to get to tax compliance. If there can be such a possibility, we think we do not have a, a problem. But currently, Prescript says as well, whoever we do service with must be tax compliant, and currently they are not. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, I'll ask uh, Lieutenant General Khan uh, with uh, all colleagues from the support services to take questions and then from there we'll go to the operational colleagues. General Khan, through you, Chair. Uh, good morning, Chair. Uh, good morning, uh, Deputy Minister, honorable members, uh, all the DNCs on the platform uh, and colleagues. Um, Honorable Chair, in respect of the questions that are still left unanswered as far as supply chain and finance is concerned. Hello, hello, hello. 
Lieutenant Jerome Khan, uh, I requested that we should have our videos on. Thank you. We don't we don't see you. Okay, that's better. Yes, there you are. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, I, sorry, Chair. I was indicating that in respect of questions that need to be answered that the National Commission has not touched on as far as supply chain management is concerned. It will be um, Major General Sutole that will come in and respond uh, on the issues of non-payment within 30 days and other financial questions. It will be General Dimpane. And uh, Chair, thereafter, uh, in terms of uh, digitization, it will be uh, um, Major General Mavundla from the supply, sorry, from the TMS environment. Uh, that's the sequence of the questions, uh, the responses, Chair. From myself as legal services, in addition to what um, the National Commission has responded to on illegal mining, I would like to indicate, Chair, there's also a legal task team that came together comprising the relevant environments like the NPA, uh, as well as um, uh, the, 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 the mining uh, uh, industry as well. Uh, and a draft bill has been put together, uh, which is now sitting uh, for further comments uh, from the relevant environments. Uh, Chair, with your permission, I'm going to hand over to General Sitole to come in and answer the questions as far as supply chain is concerned. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Chaperson, and good morning to uh, Chaperson and all the members um, on, 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 on the platform, the National Commission and all the generals. And I just want to start with the first question, which was touching on Oliver Rose Bosch in Gauteng, in terms of the plan construction. What I can report is that we have um, written immediately after the engagement with the community last year, from July, we wrote letters to DPW um, as the earth that we need to use for the construction of the police station is owned by the city of Swan. So we needed the authorization from um, DPW for us to acquire the land, to coordinate that um, approval for us to acquire the land. And um, up to now, we have not received any uh, response, but we will we'll follow up as we have written already uh, nine letters that we wrote since last year just to make a follow-up to say we're still waiting for, for feedback. So that, that that is what we have done from our side in terms of the the acquisition of the land itself. Then um, in terms of the backlog of the police stations that we that were supposed to have been um, uh, completed in the previous financial years and were not um, um, finalized, we had... Um, uh, including including um, DBW, we had um, the ones that are on 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 site clearance and planning and design and um, execution. The ones that were execution is twenty eight that we have um, a backlog um, on. Uh, that's including now the eight of um, uh, DBW from for for the police is twenty. Now, what 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 we have done um, is that in the next um, in the next uh, five years, we um, for the current financial year, we are going to finish three. 
24, we're going to finish 7. And 24, 25, we're going to finish 13. And 25, 26 is 8. The, the, the police stations um, that are currently under construction, where contractors are on site as we speak, is Osutu in KZN. We have Rinfas Mark uh, in Northern Cape. Rinfas Mark, which was uh, supposed to be finished last financial year, had to be carried over because of the challenges that we had with the performance of the contractor. And um, Dale in Gautengi, the contractor is on site. Kanana in Northwest, the contractor is on site. We have uh, two other positions that have already been approved by the BAC. Uh, we anticipate that the contractors will be on site either by the end of July, uh, by the end of uh, June, or uh, uh, because we need to obtain the construction permit from the Department of Labor. It's Moyeni in Eastern Cape and Siame in Free State. And all the others, we are just still busy with the finalization of the documentation for the appointment of contractors. Then in terms of the um, research has been, whether the research has been done by subs to move out of list buildings. I think this one, the National Commissioner has covered. And then the issue of Kwatema. Kwatema is a, a, a police station that has been leased from the municipality. Yes. And we had been busy with the DPW to resolve the issue of Kwatema, not only in terms of the condition, but at least to give us another land where we can uh, then construct the police station. We did uh, uh, um, obtain the authorization to put park homes because the building that was occupied by the detectives was totally out. And we had to put uh, 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 park homes. At least the detectives had to move. But the police station itself, where the CSC and everybody is, is a serious uh, crisis. And we we requested um, for the last two years from DPW for them to help us with the acquisition of these buildings so then they become uh, um, state-owned buildings that are um, um, purchased by the SAPS, by DPW for the SAPS, so that then we are able then to do the maintenance. But the problem is that the problem um, has not been resolved between uh, DPW and the uh, municipalities, and therefore we still stay in the same condition of that our members are exposed to really serious uh, risk. And um, the additional park homes that were supposed to have been uh, put in, we could not proceed because that uh, authorization uh, we could not get also from DPW. So we we just waiting for them to indicate, is there land that we can use so then we can start immediately with the, with the, with the site clearance if the purchasing of the Guatemala building itself for, for us to do a repair upgrade is not uh, successful. Then with regard to the, I think the telecom towers, uh, the National Commissioner has covered uh, it um, adequately. The, how many buildings, um, okay, how many buildings have been devolved to SAPS? Currently, we are standing at 289. The initial, during the devolution uh, process, 270 were devolved. But uh, we have already extended uh, the devolution uh, as we have built additional police stations and we are, set, we are currently standing at 289 devolved police stations. And the question on how many police stations were built by subs in the, in the last five years, we, out of the total of, um, out of the total of 21 
police stations that were built in the last uh, uh, five years. 12 were built by DPW and nine were constructed by um, SAPS over the last five years. Uh, there was another question that uh, was asked, I think, by the chairperson regarding how many police stations were built during the last 20 years um, in Soway to but I couldn't, I couldn't uh, capture the other two. It, I think it was four areas. So I'm not sure what the other four areas uh, were. But this one, I think we can, we can uh, uh, confirm it in writing. As, as, as soon as I confirm the other two areas that I think the chairperson added, it was so way to Busabelo that I could uh, capture from the question. And uh, I, I think I've already covered in terms of the how many uh, positions are under construction currently, which is uh, four construction uh, 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 taking place and two that will be uh, that the conductors will be on site in the next uh, month or so. Then um, I'm not sure if I've covered all of them, but I think uh, those are the ones that have captured um, Chaperson. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. Uh, with your permission, when we, may we proceed with um, our CFO, Lieutenant General Jimpane? Thank you, Honorable Chaperson. Good morning to all the Honorable Chaperson the committee members, our deputy minister, national commissioner, all protocol observed. Chairperson, apologies for my voice. I will try to respond to the questions that are related to uh, finance. There was a question on uh, where are we in terms of uh, payment of our obligations within the timelines. I can indicate, Chairperson, that the department's performance uh, average it's 99,76% in terms of payment of our service uh, providers. There would be invoices where we've got disputes, where we have to send them back and resolve those disputes, but the department is performing over 99% in this particular environment. Uh, Chair, there was also a question on VIP protection allocation. I must indicate, Chair, that VIP protection services falls within Program 5, Protection and Security Services Program. This particular uh, program provides uh, for protection and security services to all entities or identified dignitaries and government interest. And compensation is a prominent element for all protection security services with a significant overtime cost in this regard. So the uh, small increase that you will see on this particular program is as a result of the PSCBC agreement um, allocation that is also a uh, 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 for this particular program. In terms of understanding, Chair, Jefferson, the understanding was 98% uh, on earmarked or specifically allocated funding in the main DCCYCJS environment, which um, is in uh, forensic services as well as IT. You, Chairperson, we have uh, dependencies in uh, um, the form of third parties such as CETA. There were a number of projects and contracts that were still not concluded that uh, the department was uh, attending to with CETA uh, at the end of the financial year. I must just indicate that as at 31 March, we had pushed and tried to pay all the invoices that were on the system, but those um, uh, procurement processes that were not completed between the department and CETA uh, had an impact on us utilizing those specific allocated funding. Within FSL as well, there were deliveries that were not made. 
uh, we had worked hard with supply chain management to put contract in place and orders were issued at the end of the financial year. Deliveries were not um, yet uh, made uh, due to uh, lead times that uh, took time within the, this FSL environment. Some of their equipment is specialized in nature and it took time for service providers to deliver those particular equipments. There are details that could be provided at Chairperson. So we had in the main on this ICJS uh, and the rollover funding that affected us in terms of underspending. There was also slight impact on the COE. We had slight deviations on concluding of HR uh, processes. We also had slight deviations on anticipated number of personnel losses that affected uh, that 0.3 underspending on um, compensation of employees and also slight deviation on timing of uh, personal losses as indicated at uh, Jefferson. We strive uh, to ensure that we put system in place to monitor and ensure that this budget is spent, but we are affected as uh, indicated uh, on most of the CMAC funding by our third parties uh, processes where we rely on uh, other institutions to put procurement processes or pro procurement vehicles in place. In terms of uh, division visible policing, the spending uh, there was 99.99%. There was a small amount that was left behind with crime intelligence with a 0.4% underspending in this regard. Thank you, Chair. I think I've covered all. HR will then cover on the other issues of the age profiles as well as the impact on the numbers as uh, uh, per the COE reductions in the previous NTEFs. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. And may we move, uh, with your permission, to um, TMS, Major General Edith Mavunla. Chair? Yes, is there? And who's the next speaker? Uh, Chair, the next uh, uh, response will come from Major General Mavunla from our TMS environment in, in respect of one of your questions relating to our progress as far as digitization is concerned. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Good morning, Chair. I, uh, the members of the committee, the national commissioner and all the lieutenant generals, I hope I'm audible. Um, the question was, has SAPS begun to digitize some information to be stored by SAPS, for example, the fingerprint record? Um, our response would be, SAPS is in a, transform, a, a transformational journey to transform itself into the modernization and improved focus that is prioritizing digitization capabilities in SAPS. Having said that, SAPS does recognize the digitization in government services while transformation into inclusive digitization is being a priority. 
Why we say so? Because we do have services specifically in the fingerprints that have been uh, cited, services for example, criminal records and also um, security clearances, which um, are being provided out there of which such information we are linked with home affairs in conducting such um, records. In saying so, we are recognizing that it's not something that will happen overnight to do digitization in SAPS. This is the reason that we say we are in a transformation to prioritize those services that are specific to SAPS to start the digitization. But at the same time, we are improving on those services that we already have, which we are mandated to keep the records on. And with the challenges that we are citing in the third party with the procurement related to the network um, improvement, we do have a challenge of the aging infrastructure. And with the infrastructure aging, we have to enable and transform, refresh the infrastructure that the infrastructure is ready for the digitization of those services. Thank you, Chair. Thank, thank you, Chair. Um, with your permission, Chair, I omitted to also indicate that uh, the HR environment will come in insofar as our turnover rate is concerned, as well as the related question. Thank you, Chair. It would be Major General Tema. Major General Chairman, please come in. We don't have time. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Chairperson, uh, our Minister and Committee members, and our National Commissioner and all generals present, colleagues. Um, from our workforce, a declining workforce, we do agree that over the period of five years, there is a notable decline in the workforce. Uh, um, the decline is, uh, is at about 8.8%. And most of the losses that we are seeing within the organization are coming from the administration program, followed by the, the VISPOL program. The admin is at 11.7% and VISPOL is um, at uh, 9%. Um, the reasons for members mainly exiting the, uh, the organization is through uh, retirement and also those who are pursuing better opportunities outside the organization, and also a higher number based on ill health retirements. Then the other question on the age profile of the SAPS workforce, the higher concentration of employees are falling within the age group of 25 to 45 to 49 years of age. Um, which is still uh, acceptable for members to be able to actively engage and combat crime. Um, the new recruits are mainly around the ages of 19 to 24 years of age, 
which then uh, assist in um, complementing the, the, the group that has been mentioned before. There was a gap that was uh, realized in the previous year because there was no intake of the new entry levels, which are bringing a, a younger a population into the organization. But currently, we, the, we are still trying to have that balance between those younger ones that are agile on the ground and the skilled, experienced ones that are focusing on the detection part of it. Then on the recruitment strategy that seems not to be uh, um, active in rural areas, uh, SAPS uh, is using different forms of measures in order to reach out to the different settings within uh, the country. They are, we are advertising uh, our, once we have a recruitment drive, we are advertising in major newspapers and also on our website. And then we further convene a local imbizos in the rural areas that are usually facilitated by traditional leaders. And uh, in all our provinces, the provincial offices will identify the local newspapers wherein would put the adverts for members to be able to see and respond to that. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Thank you, Chair. Uh, with your permission, uh, I will now hand over to my National Commissioner, Chair. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, General Jingo will follow uh, on uh, detective related questions. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Chair. Honorable members, the DM National Commissioner, and the colleagues in the platform, uh, I'm going to focus on the first um, question that was asked on the gender-based violence cases, the, the, the time frame on rape cases. Uh, there is no time frame. We, we, we prioritize all the gender-based violence cases. It can be uh, under 72 hours if we got our suspect. But if the suspect is arrested, I just want to emphasize the issue of DNA at the test results. It takes 35 days, uh, working days, turn around uh, to, to, uh, to get the DNA uh, for the suspect. And also what we are doing, we've prioritized all the uh, uh, GPV cases, specifically on rape. We've got a project that is running with NPA uh, since last year, 21 to June 2021. Since we started that project, we have submitted 8,412 cases uh, that have uh, been postponed uh, uh, by the course to, to be prioritized. Out of those, uh, I think this is a good story to tell, 519, uh, we, they were identified as the uh, serial uh, uh, offenders in rape cases or, or murder cases. So it shows that when the case is postponed, the, uh, the NPA is sending that request to us to prioritize that case. Then in the next court date, the, the, the case is prioritized. And, and it can also be seen on the, on the results of the FCS on, on the uh, conviction rates that can be submitted if it's needed. Uh, so that means we are prioritizing all the gender-based violence cases. On the issue of uh, enough stock of FCS, uh, uh, of, of the rape cases. I, I don't think that is uh, the, the uh, case. 
all the contracts are in place. We are getting weekly uh, 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 reports from, from the provinces. We have got enough stock in all the stores. Maybe in, in this case, those keys are not kept in each and every station. The keys are, are being kept at accounting stations because the stations do not use the crime keys. They are used by the FCS members. When they come to the station for, for a case, they come with their kit already. So we don't keep a, a crime keys in, in, in the CS, CSC because if you keep them there, then they will expire. So it's better to keep them in one place and, and in the accounting station. Then the FCS are getting their keys from the accounting station to make sure that uh, they, 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 they do have. But currently, all provinces are enough. The latest report that we got uh, last Friday, it shows that we've got enough uh, keys uh, in the stores. The other question that I think I must just uh, talk to it is the capacitation of the crime intelligence. As the National Commissioner has alluded, we are currently busy capacitating the, the crime intelligence. Uh, currently, there are 836 post-promotions that we have been advertised. We have advertised also 102 uh, posts for security guards. Uh, 23 for handyman and also 86 for uh, intelligence analysis and coordination. At the level of kennels, we have advertised 80 posts. General workers, we have advertised already. The interviews were done. We are just waiting for, for the process to be finalized. And also the polygraph um, uh, members, that uh, the, the posts that were advertised, 11 posts, they are already in, in process. And also... 19 SMS at the brigadier level. Uh, they are in process. We'll be starting with our interviews for the next coming week. Uh, by the beginning of, of, of June, all those, they will be taking up their posts. So we are busy uh, capacitating uh, uh, crime intelligence. Coming into the issues of cross-border, uh, specifically that side of Emanguzi, uh, crime intelligence do run uh, undercover pro projects there and, and network pro projects in those areas. Or it's, actually, it's not only uh, the area of Mangus. We, we In all uh, areas we've got um, cross-border with other countries, we do have sub-cooperations that are running uh, in the form of a bilateral or in, in the sub-space. Uh, we, we, we recover the, the vehicles, but the problem is the repatriation of the vehicles due to a different laws of the different countries. Uh, you might find that you've got a lot of cars that were repatriated in Lesotho or in Mozambique, but the problem is to get those vehicles back home. But we, we are working on those through our sub-cooperation in, in, in our operations. Uh, I think I have covered those uh, areas that they were needed, the areas of the detectives. Thank you so much, Chair. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, General Lepia on financial inflows and uh, General Zulu on the colleges. Thanks, Honorable Chair. Good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members, uh, the Deputy Minister, the National Commissioner, and my colleagues. Um, firstly, with regard to uh, the issue of uh, the impact on the uh, 
personnel that are leaving the organization, we also feel it as the DPCI, uh, as we are currently uh, sitting at a 50% of uh, our establishment, uh, the fact that uh, we have lost more than 529 in the past uh, three years uh, is a challenge. And then uh, some of uh, this uh, personnel uh, apply for greater pastures, both within the greater service and outside the uh, greater service. Uh, we can just indicate that last financial year, we lost 48 who left the DPCI to go and join the greater SAPS for the purpose of growth. So it means that uh, this leaves us with a personnel that are carrying overload of work. As we speak, uh, 1,500 investigators are expected to carry 22,000 uh, cases of which 13,000 accused persons are at court. So the, uh, those who are leaving the uh, organization, there is an impact on those that are uh, left behind. Uh, with regard to the issue of uh, illegal mining, uh, my colleagues have already uh, attended to it, but I just needed to indicated that uh, we also run some of the projects and the like. And uh, in the last financial year, uh, the DPCI secured 342 accused persons uh, in court. Uh, coming to the um, question of uh, uh, illicit financial flows, in all of the investigation that uh, we conduct, we always look at uh, the financial flows, those that are being taken out of the country and those that are uh, laundered within uh, the country. So in most of our uh, investigation, finance is part of what we do. Uh, we can also observe some of the arrests at the various ports of entry. This is but the work that uh, we do. We do it with other uh, role players such as uh, the South African uh, Revenue Service that are also operating at the uh, ports of entry. So those, I think, are the questions that have been directed at uh, the DPCI. I will uh, leave it there for now. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members. General Zulu, Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Chairperson, uh, Honorable Members, uh, for this particular opportunity, and National Commissioner, Deputy Minister. I will be uh, responding in question uh, regarding the, the Tswane Academy in terms of the status, especially when it, uh, we look at the videos that was uh, circulating, which shows the status, which most of the pictures were taken during the COVID-19. Uh, as we know that during COVID-19, uh, most of the, uh, our academies, they were not full staffed. 
because we depend on the trainees also to assist with some of the activities during uh, uh, the training uh, to make sure that the academy is, uh, I mean, is, 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 is well maintained. And also, we also depend in terms of the, the members to assist, but we're also working on the on, on, uh, on rotation during that time. And uh, some of the pictures that came up on that side, on that, uh, I mean, video, it was also the buildings that uh, Major General Stolo spoke about that they are part of forming the Tswane Academy uh, in terms of the SAPS infrastructure maintenance plan for 22-2023, which the contractors now are preparing the, I mean, to renovate or, uh, those particular uh, building blocks. And I must say that uh, uh, if you go there in Tswane, the Tswane is clean and it's neat, the grass is cut, so uh, I must say, uh, say, uh, say to the honorable member, yes, the situation in Swane is uh, it's better now. We've got trainees, uh, very motivated, and then that, uh, the training is continuing around the area. Thank you, National Commissioner, and uh, thank you, thank you, uh, Chairperson. Thanks. Thanks, uh, honorable Chairperson. Uh, the question around the security guards in uh, the question around the security guards and metro police in Durban, who will investigate, will come back, will give feedback in writing if it's okay with the honorable chairperson. And also on the, the, the number of police stations built in the identified areas, we, we will. Uh, come back in writing because I think we we might know some other areas some will not be okay so we'll send it in writing and uh, also the question on the GPV desk uh, as we do audit we'll come back to see what have we find uh, in terms of our auditing thank you honorable uh, th Thank you, Chair, for, for, for that. I think that that is the, the response that uh, will create a picture that shows that there are no challenges. We are at 100%. We are running at 100% subs. Challenges are there, but there is determination on the side of the leadership to ensure that uh, we deal with the environment that we are confronted with. And we are also responding appropriately to the areas that uh, members have spoken to, the issues of illicit um, mining uh, uh, and other related areas of uh, uh, these people who who also hijack construction site. But we, we, we are also are mindful of the role that a respective government department must play and also different levels of government, local government, municipalities, and national government. Some of the problems where you have tensions in communities around concerning to the policies and prescripts that have been defined in terms of what you we need to do it is important that communities are taken on board they participate even before 
the actual construction take place so that they ready themselves as a community to participate in the construction and be able to provide the necessary services and benefit from those opportunities that government have created. So in most cases, you'll find that uh, contractors just walk into a community and start constructing a road or a police station without communities participating. And as a result, they protest because they believe they can make a a contribution. So if we can all respond appropriately to that element, it will in a way mitigate against this protest. I'm not saying that there are no criminal elements uh, that take up, uh, that, that take advantage of this situation. They are there, but we must also play our roles as government to ensure that this doesn't happen. South African police are ready to respond to the challenges that we are confronted with, and we have no doubt that we have got the capable leadership led by General Masemula and Minister Kelly in this space to deal with the challenges before us. But thanks very much for uh, giving us this opportunity to appear before you and account on how we are going to utilize the resources and the things that uh, we, you have raised or you have observed, like the issue of the GBV desk that was spoken to. I fully agree with the National Commissioner that we will have to come back to you. Uh, we can't come here and report things that don't exist. But we also are of the view that uh, members of parliament, because they have constituencies, you sometimes have first-hand information around issues uh, that uh, we are talking to or we are dealing with. And through the collaboration between the department and yourselves, we can respond appropriately to the observations that you are making and will make an appeal to members of parliament that where you make certain observations, our doors are open, we'll be contacted from the minister to the police station, station commander. And if you have difficulties, as we can only work better and do more by collaborating with public representatives and society in general. Thanks very much, Chairperson and the committee. Thank, thank you so much, at, at, at DM and the National Commissioner for, for, the, for the engagement. There is no doubt that uh, uh, the challenges that SEPs uh, is having, they are not just SEPs uh, challenges, they affect other departments, but they are also our challenges in many ways. Uh, that's, that's why uh, DM would always have this thing that tell us about any other legislation that perhaps may help you uh, uh, <clears throat> to be able to better perform your responsibilities. Uh, you are talking to lawmakers, so we take a view that there shouldn't be any law uh, which impedes uh, a performance of the department or departments of government, because uh, at the end of the day, those are our laws, we make those laws. So that's, 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 that's very important. But uh, uh, we, we, we thank you, DM, and, and, and your full bench team for, for engaging uh, uh, with uh, uh, the, the, the committee. I would like you to give you some thoughts as you, uh, <clears throat> as you leave uh, the meeting. Um, one, uh, I think the, the era of responding 
uh, to some of these criminal activities. I think sometimes it takes too long. I'll make an example, for instance, the way that a, a, a Prasa infrastructure was being dismantled in, in 2020, in, in 2020 during the lockdown. There were videos which were going all over and uh, uh, broad daylight, those things were happening. And we could see the, um, the uh, <clears throat> that infrastructure being taken down brick by brick, piece by piece, broad daylight. Uh, everybody was there, but police, police uh, were not there. And it started somewhere and people soon realized that, no, we can't get away with this one. So I'm, I'm talking about the, uh, uh, the speed and the agility of responding to these things. I think it's something that uh, uh, definitely you, you need to attend to. Um, I, I, I think one of the other members also alluded to, uh, to the July unrest again, that uh, uh, it always helped to nip, to nip some of these things in the bud uh, before they, <coughs> uh, they get lives of their, of their, of their own. Uh, uh, the, 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 the question of, 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 of Dinell and, and, and yourselves, uh, um, I think there's a, a commissioner, please follow up on, 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 on that one. For me, I've, I, here in this, in this committee, we have dealt with a lot of exemptions uh, from uh, giving by National Treasury on other departments. Uh, uh, I don't have the whole, the, all the details around this, but I, I think that uh, if there's a legislation which uh, stops you from getting what you, you, you want to get from, from the worldwide, we're all trying to, uh, uh, to make it work. It's an issue that ne- need, uh, uh, needs further uh, engagement, uh, Commissioner, because that talks to economic yeah. growth. That, that talks we lost to you, the, Chair. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Can yeah, we can hear you. We, we, we lost you when you were still talking about the, the issues that you deal with on uh, exemptions around Nelmet. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you, DM, for raising. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we can, Chair. Okay, please shout if uh, anything happens because of connectivity. No, I was saying that uh, 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 as this committee, we, we, we do get uh, things where there are exemptions, uh, they call them deviations, and they get presented to us here at, in, in, this, in this commit. So I'm saying that uh, uh, where we must save uh, this very important and strategic institution, I don't think that we should be uh, uh, prevented by those as long as we go through the, uh, uh, through the, uh, the, the channel. So we would like a situation where you continue engaging with the National Treasury, I think from our side, we find a way of engaging with National Treasury too. Uh, Another area which I think we uh, would need further information on DM is the question of vehicles being um, uh, found on the other side of the border, but it becomes difficult to bring those those things. It becomes an incentive for people to steal. So again, I think with DECO and so on, um, we'd like to know exactly what what is happening around, uh, around that matter. Uh, because problems should be resolved, and if the committee should be kept uh, in, 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 the, in the loop. Lastly, uh, uh, it's very clear as we interact that uh, uh, there the are issues which must be resolved between uh, your, 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 yourselves and DPWCI, uh, and which impact on service delivery. 
again, it's, it's, it's executive DM, uh, let these things not like things amongst ourselves uh, as government, they should be resolved ASAP uh, so that we are able to, uh, to proceed uh, with service delivery and unhindered. It's, it's always an issue with us when matters amongst executives drag on and drag on and drag on because uh, you sit in same committees, you sit in the same, in the same executive, same cabinet, and we, we don't understand why those things are not being resolved. So where there are political DM, we, we, we definitely would uh, urge that there should be some uh, agent intervention because we don't want these things to be cited as, as, as hindrances and the hurdles uh, to service delivery to our people. With those words, again, uh, I said it's your, it's your part course uh, and where you, you, you need to come back to us, please do, uh, 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 do that. Um, and, and this is a process as far as we're concerned. It's not just an event. We still hope to meet and, and all of the best. We are, we are appreciative of the challenges that you are having as you deal with this, uh, 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 the question of keeping our country safe and dealing with issues of, of crime. Thank you very much. Uh, this takes care of this agenda item. We are free to stay in the meeting, but uh, I guess that there's a lot of work to be done outside. You are excused. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, we will uh, disconnect because we must also appear uh, in, in another engagement immediately after this. But thanks very much. We really appreciate this and we took note of the issues that you have raised with us that we should attend to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, TM and your team. Uh, all members, uh, <clears throat> let's go to the next uh, agenda item. We won't deal with the, 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 the minutes today. I want to check with Darren whether we do have any announcements. Chairperson, yes. Um, we received an apology from Mr. Zolam Nenzana. He was unable to connect to the meeting. And then um, that was after we've read out the apologies. And uh, next week, we've got three meetings, Chairperson. Uh, on Tuesday, we are meeting with water and sanitation. Wednesday, we are meeting with employment and labor. And on Friday next week, uh, we are meeting with the Department of Social Development. Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable members, uh, 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 thank, thank you very much. Uh, this, takes, this takes us to the end of, of, of this meeting, and the meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thanks, thank you very Jane. much, Chair. Good, good weekend to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Recording stopped. Thanks, Chaplain. <laughs> thanks, 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 uh, guys, Musa. Yes, Chair. Have a great your, weekend. Have a good one too, and and uh, and, your, and your colleagues. Great, thanks, Chair. Matiga banda jekapa. Agafi wala sestwaye, sestwaye, la sestugi. All right, sir. Thanks, Chair. Bye, bye, Mashile.